Libraries provide a welcoming space for the public to explore the world's knowledge or to enjoy the uplifting distractions of a good book. Librarians who offer such a welcome are also ready to stand for principle when the moment calls for it. Welcome to Copyright Clearance and podcast series. I'm Christopher Keneally for Beyond the Book. On a week of disheartening news from Orlando, the impending arrival there of the American Library Association's annual conference has compelled ALA members to respond with support and comfort to a community in shock. Andrew Albanese, Publishers Weekly senior writer, has details on what librarians are planning and much more in this week's book business news. Welcome back to Beyond the Book, Andrew. Greetings, Chris. Uh, so we'll get to the ALA in just a moment, but first we want to talk about what is always one of Publishers Weekly's biggest issues of the year, the fall announcements. Yes, indeed. One of our biggest issues of the year. It features 50 or so top titles coming out this fall in each of 20 categories across fiction and nonfiction from hundreds of publishers. And it also includes top 10 lists of the most highly anticipated books in each category. And yes, it is a ton of work for our reviews team, as you might imagine to call down the thousands of forthcoming titles, but always well worth it. Uh, and you can check this out online or in print in Monday's issue of Publishers Weekly. And, you'll, and the listings are great for bookstores and libraries, of course, who want to get a handle on what they might need to stock up on for the fall season, but also for general readers who really want to know what to look forward to. And I would add also that I even get in on the act when it comes to this. I handle the politics and current events category, and I can tell you that there are some great books on tap for the fall, including a number of books on issues and certain individuals that are driving the current news cycle. And there's also a number of books coming out on guns and gun control and shootings in America. Very timely stuff indeed. Well, well, journalists certainly will be looking forward to those so they can speak with the authors about the issues. And while we're on the subject of shootings, and sadly, it seems like we're often on that subject in this country, we spoke last week about the upcoming ALA conference in Orlando, and we now have a very tragic backdrop uh, for that meeting with the events of uh, this past weekend. Yeah, for sure. Orlando, indeed, the whole country is reeling from the latest uh, news out of Orlando, and some are saying this was the most deadly mass shooting in our history. And this one aimed, of course, at the LGBTQ community. And of course, you know, we had the senseless, tragic murder of a young singer in Orlando as well, just days before the mass shooting at the nightclub. And if that wasn't enough to break our hearts this week, we also learned that a two-year-old boy was killed by an alligator on a Disney hotel beach. And that's something that I cannot, as the father of a young kid, even fathom. That, of course, is unrelated to the gun violence. But in Orlando, wow, what a stretch of just tragic, horrible days. But Orlando is about to get an influx of positivity in the form of 18,000 librarians and publishers. And this week, ALA officials on, on the eve of going to Orlando for the ALA annual conference offered a statement in reaction to the violence there and basically offered support for the LGBTQ community. Uh, they said they were, there would be more expressions of support coming in the next week when they, when librarians begin arriving in Orlando, you know, and as pillars of the community and communities nationwide, really, uh, they pledge to continue their mission to educate and to enlighten and to bring communities together and to stand up against ignorance and hate and a very awesome, well-timed message, I think. Well, well, indeed, but not surprising because ALA has a history of using the conference for those sorts of uh, positive events. And tell us about some of those uh, previous efforts. Yeah, that's exactly right. Indeed, they do. And you know, I've 
personally witnessed on, this on a number of occasions. You know, librarians do use their conference to do a lot of good. For example, ALA officials in their statement this week referenced just a few times where their annual conference has really made a difference in the community. Uh, and I was actually at both of those shows, one in Toronto in 2003. Uh, I don't know if our listeners will remember, but that's when the fear of SARS uh, was gripping North America. And ALA refused to move its annual show. North America was in his- near hysterics at the time, but ALA refused to abandon the city. And they showed up and helped the city out a great deal, not only with an influx of business, but in showing the world that Toronto was indeed a safe place to visit. And of course, the ALA also refused to abandon New Orleans in 2006. They were the first convention to return to that city following Katrina and Rita. And as Anderson Cooper noted in his talk at the ALA Midwinter Meeting this year, uh, the city very much still remembers what librarians did for them and will never forget what they did for them by coming back to New Orleans so soon after those disasters. And it can go the other way, too, I should mention. Earlier this year, a division of the ALA, the Association for Library Services to Children, actually pulled its conference from Charlotte, North Carolina, in response to that state's discriminatory bathroom law, HB2. That meeting was set for September, and it's now being replaced by a virtual meeting because you know the meeting was just too late to move anywhere else. But they decided in response to uh, HB2 that they were not going to have it in North Carolina. Last year's meeting in San Francisco, our listeners may recall, was a really special meeting. It was serendipitous because the keynote speaker was Roberta Kaplan, the attorney who argued successfully for same-sex marriage at the Supreme Court, uh, who t- defeated DOMA there. And on the same day that she gave her speech, the Supreme Court in Oberfell legalized same-sex marriage for all across the country. And it was Pride Weekend in San Francisco to top it all off. In Orlando, we're also going to have a bit of serendipity. One of the main stage speakers is going to be Jazz Jennings, who's a really remarkable teen transgender advocate. Now, it's obviously not going to be as celebratory as it was in San Francisco, but Jennings's message of love and acceptance is a theme that's going to be on display throughout the ALA program, uh, and I really believe that it's right on time. Uh, and, you know, one other thing I'd mention, too, is that this is the second year in a row that ALA is happening in the shadow of a hate-fueled mass shooting. Last year in San Francisco was not all celebration. Uh, there was a lot of good news in San Francisco last year, but it also came just days after the shooting in Charleston. And among the dead in Charleston, of course, was a, a valued member of the library community, Cynthia Hurd. Uh, in response, the ALA passed a resolution at that conference to support sensible gun control laws. Uh, and guns were actually an issue for the Orlando conference, too. You know, after the murder of Trayvon Martin, the Black Caucus of the American Library Association wanted to move the show out of Orlando. And wanted to boycott all meetings in Florida until Florida repealed its stand your ground law. And ALA actually explored this idea. Uh, in the end, the logistics and the cost made them keep the show in Orlando. And I have to say, in fact, let me be among the first to say that I'm now really glad that they did because the support of ALA is really going to be much appreciated by Orlando, a community that's really in shock and mourning. So, you know, suddenly an ALA that was poised to be, I think, pretty sleepy is really going to be in the national spotlight. And of course, course, I'll be there. I'll be reporting on it all. Uh, and you can read about what's going on in Orlando on the PW website next week. Well, we look forward to hearing from you about all of it. And uh, we do have an opportunity, though, to close out this week's episode with a little bit of good news. The U.S. Census Bureau has some figures out that show bookstore sales have surged. Yeah, you know, those numbers have really j- have jumped. Uh, PW reported this week that the Census Bureau shows that bookstore sales rose a healthy 9.7% in April 2016. Uh, they hit an aggregate total of $757 million in sales. That's according to the preliminary estimates released by the U.S. Census Bureau. Uh, and that's up over 2000 
2015, which was 690 million. So from 690 to 757 million, that's quite a jump. Uh, and with the increase in April, bookstore sales have now risen every month this year over 2015 numbers. And for the first four months of 2016, bookstore sales are up a really healthy 6.8%, uh, 3.84 billion in sales overall for the first few months of this year. So what's driving all this? Coloring books? You know, we'll be exploring these trends, I'm sure, much more in the coming weeks uh, on PW. But for the moment, let's just be thankful that the numbers are backing up what we've been hearing for the last year or so, that bookstores are hanging on and actually doing better. And I think we could all use a little good news like that this week. Indeed. Well, Andrew Albany, Senior Writer at Publishers Weekly, thanks so much for joining us on Beyond the Book, as you do every Friday with the latest book business news. My pleasure, as always. Beyond the Book is produced by Copyright Clearance Center with its subsidiaries RightsDirect in the Netherlands and Ixis in the United Kingdom. CCC is a global leader in content workflow, document delivery, text and data mining, and rights licensing technology. You can follow Beyond the Book on Twitter, like us on Facebook, and subscribe to the free podcast series on iTunes or at our website, beyondthebook.com. Our engineer and co-producer is Jeremy Brisky of Burst Marketing. I'm Christopher Keneally. Join us again soon on Beyond the Book. 